Hi, fellow history enthusiasts, and welcome to the Detecting History podcast about all things buried and ancient. everyone i'm your host katie mcdoyle how have you all been on this glorious week i hope you've been well what have i been up to well i've been out digging of course yeah if you haven't seen on my uh instagram account my digging instagram account i've been playing with the new go terrain amp uh which was launched by xp not sponsored um, as you know i've got an xp rx so when i saw it was available i thought i'd give it a go and i love it Anyone can use it. You can just hit go on the app. Um, it's available on iOS and Android phones. And it just tracks exactly where you've been. So a bit like Google Maps or something. Um, it tracks where you are in the field. You don't need to mark out where you've been or where you want to dig. But if you want to, you can mark out an area, which is really interesting. And it will buzz you if you step out of that area. So if you're looking for a certain footpath or you've seen something on LiDAR, um, it will help you keep within that area so you don't just wander off in the, the wrong direction. I've done eight kilometers in one field so far and it looks like I've barely touched it. The added bonus, if you do have an XP machine, is that you can link the app to your coil and it will auto-register signals for you depending on how you set it up. And then of course there's um, the option to add photos and more information about a certain find once you find something amazing. If you want to see how I'm getting my Instagram account is katie underscore metal underscore detects. And then also a friend of the show, Darren Booth, who is history underscore underscore unearthed, is also giving it a go. Um, I know he's having some success, so go and have a look at his account and see how he's getting on with the app too. But yeah, highly recommend it, so go and have a look if you can. What else have I been up to? I've been a bit quiet on the socials this week as I was lucky enough to go to Ibiza for a few days. I've just left my previous role, my job, um, so we thought we'd go and have a quick break so I could defrag a little bit. And I tell you what, that island is beautiful. Never been before. Um, 28 degrees and we went into Ibiza Old Town where there is Ibiza Castle, which is very high up on a very steep hill. It's totally worth it. Um, there's some archaeological digs that revealed foundations from 12th and 13th. Uh, century from when the Arabs first built it, Moorish occupancy, very interesting place, beautiful. I'll put some posts up on the Detecting History podcast and stuff for that one so you can see what I'm talking about. But it was lovely. If you ever get the chance, you have to go. If you've been uh, keeping an eye on our Instagram, Detecting History podcast, you will see that each week I mention and give a shout out to the various countries that are listening. As a podcast creator, you get to see where people are, are listening from. So I thought I'd mention and do a bit of a roll call on the podcast. So welcome to all the listeners from the UK, United States, Belgium, Germany, Spain, Sweden, Mexico, Nicaragua, Australia, Canada, Finland and the Netherlands. Truly humbled and glad that there's so many people from around the world listening to the podcast. It's fantastic. We're one big happy community together. So yeah, if you're from anywhere in the world, UK and abroad, please get in contact and let us know how detecting is in your country. We'd really love to hear from you all. 
So I'm going to be doing a new little section each week at the beginning of the show where we do some shout outs and finds of the week. So please contact me if you want to give a shout out to anybody or let me know about a find of the week. Um, but this week I'll kick things off. I've been paying close attention to my followers on Instagram and I can congratulate the Metal Detective 2023. Well done on ending your coin drought, finding a beautiful Roman and a lovely George V silver. There you go. Just keep digging and you'll soon find the round things in the ground. Well done to you. Time for our guest. And this week we're joined by the wonderful Buffy Winship Bailey. Buffy I know from the Facebook and detecting group, the Sassy Searchers, which is a ladies detecting group. And Buffy will talk to us about how detecting helps her with a PTSD post being a nurse during the pandemic. Buffy, who with a master's in environmental and biochemical toxicology, shares with us how she was told she couldn't metal detect or have a chemistry set when she was a child. So she's really shown them. And we hear all about her magnificent find of a small gold book that would have been on the end of a silk bookmark that potentially could have been connected to the household of Richard III. Enjoy! Welcome everybody to the Detecting History podcast. We've got the wonderful Buffy with us today. Hi Buffy, how are you doing? Hi, okay, thank you. Good stuff. Now Buffy, you are a metal detectorist and I know you through the wonderful Facebook group, The Sassy Searchers. Um, I'd really encourage any ladies out there, if you're not sure of a group to go to, go and check out The Sassy Searchers. Um, a wonderful group where you can go and just be yourself, get lots of information on detecting. There's um, often some events run throughout the year. And also then when you find your sassy sister, sister, shall we say, it's great because then you'll often locate each other when you're off on other group digs and things because you'll see someone with a sassy searches t-shirt on. So welcome, Buffy. Um, how did you get into um, detecting yourself and how did you become a member on the Sassy Searches? Oh, uh, well, I got into detecting when my brother got a metal detector um, when either he was eight or I was eight. And um, he was having a lot of fun on the beach at Western Supermare where I grew up um, with um, with our, our family. And um, I think it was his birthday present and... And I asked if I could have a go, and I was told no because you're a girl. <laughs> oh no! No. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean that kind of stuck in my mind, and I uh, um, uh, held it as a grudge, and uh, thought when um, you know when I'm when I'm grown up, my eight year old self thought I'm going to get a metal detector, and uh, anyway, I, I kind of forgot about it a little bit, and. Um, then I remembered, uh, I think it was, it was actually just before the Detectorist series came out. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't because of that. It just seemed to happen at the same time. Yeah. And I bought a, a small, um, a cheap metal detector and went on the beach at Morecambe Bay. And, and I found a, a, a tin can and 20 pence. Wow. <laughs> and I was so happy. That's <laughs> really it, enjoyed it? myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then um, uh, took that detector around a bit. It was a, 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 a C-scope, um, but didn't find all that much. Went on to Facebook to do some research to uh, to local areas to find out a bit of the history around here. Um, and 
uh, found out that there was a, a Mott and Bailey castle uh, around here and lots and lots of history and decided I needed a better metal detector. Um, uh, but that one that I bought was was quite heavy and I found it difficult to uh, to be out for any more than maybe an hour. Um, uh, and that was a, a, a Garrett AT Pro. Um, but it carried on and I joined a few groups and there was um, half a Facebook group and, and I uh, went along to one of their digs and um, John Ferguson was, was really welcoming uh, and so helpful and he put me into a group of uh, four other people and they were just brilliant and we would spend the whole day just uh, going around chatting and just really having a laugh. It was brilliant and I met Michelle Val there. Uh-huh. Um, the lovely Michelle. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I kept going to that uh, that group and I, I found my first Victorian penny. And, and a couple of the uh, uh, the guys in the group were there when, when I found it. And they were so happy for me. And, and I was just, I was over the moon. And it was brilliant. So supportive. Um, and then I went on and I found a, a silver uh, sixpence uh, Victorian one, and, uh, and I was I was really hooked by them. It was just such a yeah. good feeling to find something, uh, and then go and do lots of research on it. Yeah, um, and yeah, so that's how I met Michelle. And um, I think round about that time, um, she started up the Sassy Searcher. So I was one of the original members um, uh, for, of that. An OG, I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that's that's how I got into it. That's how I got into metal detecting, and and then I upgraded and, and upgraded. Okay, we'll talk about all your gear in a second. So that's a fascinating story. You were told you couldn't because you were a girl. Wow. Oh, those were the days. I was told I couldn't have a train set as well because I was a girl and a chemistry oh. set. Oh goodness! <laughs> so did you also get yourself a train set and a chemistry set? I hope well, so. I'll, if not, I'll, this Christmas. <laughs> Well, I got myself a, a chemistry master's, so um, maybe uh, that's... I, I think, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I think you got your chemistry set. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm yet to get the train set. Oh, well, there you go. We need to have a whip round to get you your train set, I think, Buffy. <laughs> so you mentioned you mentioned um, Morecambe Bay there. So which, which region of the UK are you currently in? Nothing too specific, but wh- which is your area, so, your stomping ground? Um, currently in Lancashire. Oh, excellent. We have uh, had a couple of people from Lancashire already on. That's wonderful. And, that, and uh, you've been detecting, so yourself, you've been detecting for how many years would you say if it's just before the detectress well, came um, I, I think it might be 2015, I guess, maybe before that. I yeah. can't remember exactly when I bought the detector. So good eight years. Yeah. So that was yeah that was the C scope. Um, but I, I wanted I wanted a, a, a better metal detector. Um, like I said, my uh, my dad at the time um, was quite ill, um, and he was at the end stages of cancer. Um, and just before he died, um, he said to um, my brother and me uh, that he wanted to give us some money um, so we could go out and buy something that we'd always wanted, um, but something that was just a little bit too expensive to uh, um, to really oh, just go out yeah. and shout. So I knew what I wanted. I wanted a metal detector. And so he yes. gave us um, he gave us a thousand pounds each. Um, yeah. And um, that's what I spent the money on. Um, and he 
he died shortly after that but uh yeah that was just it was such a nice thing to do and it's um yeah real passion uh, um passion and hobby of mine yeah so that in itself that generous gift has also given you such a gift hasn't it in your it has and every time i go out i always think of my dad as well yeah that's lovely yes especially when you find those good finds you'll be like yes yes thank you you, oh that's really lovely um so apart from detecting and the history the next question is what does metal detecting as your hobby give to you so obviously one thing it gives you that connection to your dad as well and what else does the does the hobby give to you um well for me it's um i find it's really good for my mental health um because i i Actually, um, well, I'm autistic um, and um, currently suffering from um, PTSD from working as a nurse through COVID. Um, and wow. I do find it quite difficult to get out, um, get out of the house. But um, having that as, as an aim and, and, a, and a goal to uh, to go out and metal detect and, um, you know, especially if I'm um with someone or someone takes me out it's uh it, it really really helps to to be outside and be outside in the fresh air and, and um and meet other people and i've made yeah. such good friends as well through uh, through metal detecting um and it's uh it's actually uh the, the digging the uh you know the, the, it's i know it doesn't sound like much but it can be uh quite a lot of physical exertion um, and digging those holes all day um and the yes. the the, the, the Actually, the, the chemicals from the soil, um, they are actually give you, uh, they're very, supposed to be very good for depression um, and, and, and lifting your mood. It's supposed to be uh, um, help those endorphins. Um, and oh, wow. It's a bit like forest bathing. It's um, supposed to be very good for you to be outside and, and be out in nature. Um, and you do see a lot of nature as well. You, you see hares and uh, we've just been down, um, just been out um to the east, uh, the southeast, um, detecting, and we saw deer uh, um, and foxes and, and and all sorts. It's just yeah, it's it's brilliant being outside. It's wonderful, isn't it? it? Can take your breath away on some days. The amount of things and bits and pieces you see, and we're privileged to see. Well, I love to hear that, especially from yourself, Buffy. That the soil is it the um, particles that get into the air, or is it just being around the soil? What do you think it is that uh... it can be, uh, be uh, being around the soil, the actual actual uh the digging it's the, the the chemicals in the soil can um actually make you feel good uh, it's supposed to to lift this depression wow that's um, wonderful it all around good feeling especially when you, you stick your head in that hole and take a really good sniff of, of the soil <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's difficult to describe unless you do it but yeah it's, it's a really good feeling <laughs> soil sniffer <laughs> yeah soil sniffer <laughs> Yes, you're going to start a new trend. I love that. That is brilliant. And thank you for your service and your time during COVID and NHS. You know, without people like yourself, we would, uh, oh, it would have been I wanted to, awful, awful, awful. I wanted to be part of that team that were um, helping people to be well and um, and get back to, um, well, you know, everyone kept saying get back to normal. But uh, I, I just wanted things to, to return to as they were. And if I could be a part of, of that, helping people, then, um, yeah, I, I jumped at the chance and, and did everything I could. Could. Yes, and I'm sure you made a massive difference. And now, so. metal detecting hopefully will help you in your recovery and, and um, your PTSD. And I like I like that you've got that to go to. And then, obviously, you could go out on your own or with other people. And I've got a question on that later on. Actually, um, what 
is your detecting gear then, Buffy? We've be, we've talked about the first detector and then your awesome detector. So do you want to give us a run through of what gear you're actually using these days? Yeah, so I've just upgraded from um, an Equinox 800, um, which I found Ooh. my best find, um, and upgraded right. to an Equinox 900 and... Um, yeah, I was quite, uh, I was quite tearful. I was quite attached to my other detector, um, and the person who came and picked it up, it actually happened whilst I was out <laughs> because I don't think I could have let it go. <laughs> and he came and picked oh, it up and, and took it good. away, and uh, and the nine hundred turned up, and and I didn't want to know, and I didn't want to use it, and I was, I kept saying, oh, I can't get used to it. I don't know what it does. I don't know what all the beats are, but oh, uh, it's, uh, yeah. it's actually, it's, it's brilliant. Um, and uh, whilst we were out, um, uh, just on this holiday we've been on, I found uh, we found thirteen hammered coins between us, what? Um, cut quarters, cut halves, and actually a gold hammered coin as well. Wow! Um, and I can't say whether the eight hundred would have found those as well, but that's the most yeah. we've ever found, and it's it's very very sensitive. Uh, yeah, it's opened up the range of, of things we find. Amazing, wonderful. Um, what what pinpointer do you use, or do you use a pinpointer? Yeah, the Garrett uh, Garrett Pro, the Carrot. The Garrett Carrot. Carrot. Yes, yeah, that's a favourite, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it this seems to be the best one. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our favourites, don't we? That's the thing, and we find yeah. it, and then we're not sure until we try other stuff. So, yeah, good to hear on the Garrett. And then in terms of your hand trowel and your shovel or spade, what do you prefer to use? Um, yeah, I do have a, a hand trowel, but um, I find it just keeps falling out of my bag. And I took it out a few weeks ago for the first time in ages and it did fall out my bag and I lost it but luckily I went back and, and found it uh, found it again um, but yeah that, that's, it seems to be more of a, a pain than um, than being helpful uh, although it's good if you're in soil which is quite stony when the, the soil is um, shallow <laughs> so you've got all your bits and pieces there and then you go out and have a, a wonderful day what is your favorite find so far um well i've got lots of finds that i absolutely love um probably my best find would be my little gold book um um and when i first found it the newspapers described it as a bible um but i've uh, i've been told it's it's not a bible what well, it's not it's a um and a professor from i think bristol university wrote up uh, uh, uh did a, a write up a report very bluntly pointing out it's not a bible <laughs> it's okay it's not i didn't call it a bible the journalist did um but it's difficult to describe what it is because it's never been seen before so we, we had to call it something sure. um and it's been looked at by um kevin leahy from um the british museum who's the medieval small finds expert i think i'm not sure of his exact title and he has said yeah. that it's a, a bookmark 
Um, it's uh, oh. it's solid gold rather than being gold plated, but it is actually hollow. It's in the shape of a book. Uh, it's it's very small. It's yes. um, one point seven centimeters by one point five, um, hand engraved. Uh, it's got two. Uh, saints on it on the what would be the open pages although it doesn't actually open it's it's fixed in in this position yeah um on the left hand side is saint leonard and on the right hand side is um saint margaret of antioch um and they are two patron saints of um, difficult childbirth and pregnancy and so it's believed um and evidence would suggest so because of where it was found because it was found outside um the moat of uh, sheriff hutton castle in in yorkshire um which uh, was uh one of the households of richard iii so it's believed that it would have been owned by um aristocracy somebody of the royal household um and Kevin uh, has said that it must have been owned by um, one of these people because it can't have been owned by, you know, a, a serf or, or a, a peasant or, or whatever um, I don't want to call them. Mm. Um, has to have been owned by somebody um, um, a very, very high status. So it may have been owned by Richard III's wife, mother, you know, one of the relatives or one of the, the royal ladies of, of the household. Yes. Um, and he said that he... Um, that one, the lady may have used it as a good luck charm or or talisman um, to either get pregnant or to get them through the childbirth pregnant um, childbirth um, process uh, without uh, uh, you know without, well without dying or to you know safely mm. get them through it. Yeah, it's so beautiful. I'm looking at a picture now and I can see it. I think oh. it must be in the palm of your hand. And as you were describing through the detail on the saints on the pages. Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? Because it's so small. Yes. I mean, how they did that in uh, the 1400s is just absolutely incredible. Yeah, it really, really is. How, how did you feel? Tell me about the, the moment you found that from like the signal. Was it an OK signal or a scratchy signal to when you actually saw it coming out the soil? Uh, well, uh, we just we literally just walked onto the the fields. We just arrived um, at uh, at the um, um, the permission. Walked down, um, and uh, leading up to that, I kept getting nuisance phone calls, <laughs> you know, like yeah. <laughs> PPI phone calls, and, and you know, I was really really like excited to get down uh, and start detecting. People kept ringing me, and I kept having to put all my equipment down, answer the phone, and yes, and say, you know, have you been to Soul PPIs? Ah, oh, go away. <laughs> <laughs> I've got things to do. <laughs> put the phone back, pick everything back up, and, and march down, and. Um, there was a point where um, all the footpaths, um, uh, well, four footpaths came together. Mm. Um, and I thought, logically, you know, uh, it, that's going to be a place where the most people have, have passed and, and have walked yes. um, over, you know, all the hundreds of years that this, uh, this land um, has been in use. So um, I just chose a spot where the uh, the land had been ploughed, and and when we'd been there previously, I hadn't been able to get onto that bit. 
um, and I put one foot onto the ground, turned my detector on and got this signal immediately. Um, and it was uh, a very, very clear, very precise uh, 14 on the um, uh, the Equinox 800. Mm. Uh, and I just thought it'd be a piece of aluminium. I mean, we had literally just got there. Um, and it was and too sweet to the signal and then you start to suspect, yeah, don't you? Yes, like, it's oh, too good. It's going to be a can. <laughs> uh, so, you know, ding, 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 ding. Oh, God, what's this? It's going to be rubbish. Um, and it sounded like aluminium. It sounded like um, a ring pull. But uh, normally ring pulls came up as a 15 um, on my detector. And I know people say, you know, don't take any notice of the numbers, but... You know, you do, don't you? Otherwise, the screen wouldn't be there if you yeah. didn't look at the numbers. <laughs> you know, don't you, after uh, time. Yeah, you, mm. you know, you know. And I thought, oh, 14, that's, you know, that's a bit different. I don't normally get a 14, but it did sound, it's so clear, it sounded like uh, it was going to be rubbish. So I was kind of agitated from all these um, nuisance phone calls and started digging it, thinking, oh, let's just, just get this out of the way and move on to something good. Um, and... Um, yeah, just put the spade in about one spade um, deep yeah. um, and, and dug it up. And, and then with the pinpointer, um, found that it was in that clump. But I just, I couldn't find it. And, and I kept breaking the clump up smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And it, and it you know, pinpointer kept saying, yes, it's there, it's there, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Until there was almost nothing there, and there was this like what felt like a stone inside the soil. Yeah. Um, and I rubbed the soil away because it was quite clay uh, and wet. Um, and then I saw the shiny gold color. But mm. um, sometimes um, aluminium or tin cans or, or sheep tags, they're gold when you yeah. first take the soil off, and then they turn silver, don't they? So I thought, yeah. oh, it's it rubbish what is this rubbish and kept rubbing the soil away and then it was all gold and then I didn't have my glasses on and I could but I could see these two tiny little faces and I thought oh what's yeah. this? this is something interesting um and then as I rubbed uh, virtually all the soil off uh, and it looked like a book and I thought oh what's this is it some sort of pendant um um but my, my, because of, no one had ever seen anything like this before my brain just couldn't work out what it was and yeah. I was thinking well is it maybe it's something it looked like something from um a gift shop you know because there's, there's an abbey just up the road and you know when you go into the shops and they have the glass cabinets selling jewelry yes kind of yes oh, maybe it's something from there um and uh, uh you know rubbed more soil away i think what is it what is it uh, <laughs> photo on my phone and then i was able to you know blow the photo up a little bit and i could see these two medieval figures looking at mm -hmm. me and they look like they're singing if you can see the little mouths look like going yes <laughs> um, and, and I thought and then I started to think oh oh actually this does look really nice but my brain still wouldn't accept that it was anything good because I don't find really really good things you know silver <laughs> expenses sheep tags all the usual rubbish that's all I ever find um, yeah. I never, ever expected to find something really amazing. My, I just couldn't. My brain just could not accept that it was something good. So I took a photo and I sent it to my husband, who was in the other field uh, by then. He'd, he'd walked off quite a distance. Yeah. Uh, and um, he rang me and he said, uh, all he said was, 
they're going to take that off you and you're never going to see it again. And then hung up again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what does he mean? much. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I thought, well, I still don't know what it is. So I put it onto one of the Facebook groups um, and said, just dug this up could be something question mark uh, and then started getting loads and loads of comments saying that it was it was something and and are yes. you joking you've got to be kidding me and, and <laughs> but I still, I still still couldn't accept that it, it was something and then I got a phone call from um I think it was Julian Evans Hart or, or maybe his partner um, and they were uh, quite excited um, mm-hmm. and said that it was something good and then I started getting loads of phone calls and I can't actually remember the order of, of who rang me and, and <laughs> uh, yeah then I started getting very excited and I started shaking um, and then I couldn't it's... move I actually couldn't move from the spot because <laughs> I was mm. really so excited and scared that I found something so amazing because I was getting you know so much um, feedback from it yeah uh, um, a walker actually came along um, and they you know saw the metal detector and said oh you metal detecting? So, found yes. anything good? <laughs> yeah, found anything good? <laughs> and I said, actually, yeah, I think I have. And I showed them, and they were excited, and they took uh, some photos of it, of, of me holding it. And um, and then I actually I couldn't move from the spot. I was stuck there for about an hour, um, and I I tried to sit down and I tried to stand up, but I was shaking so much. Uh, yeah. And then eventually, um, Ian came over and I said, I really need a cup of tea and a slice of cake. <laughs> I really need a slice of cake. So we went back um, and I couldn't sleep for a week and I kept waking up and uh, checking it was there. And I was so worried that somebody was going to try and steal it or break in. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I cannot describe how excited and, and, and how happy I was with finding it. And, and it's it's absolutely uh, you can't see it from the photos but it is absolutely stunningly beautiful um mm. and um when the sunlight catches that uh, that engraving it sends prisms of light um back off them like a like a oh. diamond it actually yes. glitters. um oh, and wow. it, it, it is it's it's it really sad that no one's ever going to be able to touch it again um uh, and um, and hold it and and feel it because uh it it does have a kind of magic about it uh, mm. don't want to get all like you know whimsical and magical but it, it, <laughs> it really did feel like it, it had um an aura about it and to think that it, it may have been held by someone from the royal household possibly royalty mm. Um, and they dropped yeah. it, and they may have been holding on to it for dear life, trying to get them through um, childbirth. It, it's something yeah. special. Yeah, a highly personal I- yeah. item. Yeah. And the fact that it's a, it's a female piece, and being yeah. a, I found it, I also have uh, felt that um, additional connection to it. Yeah, very special as well, especially with your profession as well and and the cause that the the item would have had. Um, So what happened next then? Obviously, you reported it in and then it got took off to be looked at. Where is it now? Um, It's actually locked up at the Yorkshire Museum um, and it's been declared treasure. And I believe the next process, uh, the next um, stage of the process is the uh, TBC valuation. Brilliant. And then hopefully to go on display so everybody can go and have a look. Yes. 
so everyone can see it, which yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Um, before I, I handed it in, we took it to our friend um, who is a specialist in micro jewellery. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just wanted someone to look at it and actually confirm that it really was medieval, even though I had, you know, so many people telling me it was. I just <laughs> I wanted a, a, a real expert to look at it. And yeah. his uh, his partner um, is a midwife. Ah. Um, so we were telling him about it and telling her about it in history and the fact that you know it's 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 it was made. For to get somebody through childbirth and and to and to help them uh, get pregnant at the time and she said do you mind if I hold it and I said no fine and she said I'm just on my way I've just had a phone call from a lady who's gone into labor do you mind if I hold it uh, uh, and just say a little something um, for a minute before I go mm-hmm. so it was actually used for its original purpose oh, just one last time wow um, that's a magnificent story wow yeah there you go gave me the chills (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh well i can't wait for that to turn up in in the actual museum somewhere so people can go and see see it again we did actually see it again um when kevin leahy looked at it because we were being filmed for a, a channel five program Ah. Um, and they got it out of the safe um, and um, he, Kevin looked at it and, and I asked if I could hold it again and they said I couldn't and no one was allowed to touch it. Oh. Uh, and uh, they, they did all this in the grand library and closed it all off to the public and there were lots of mm. um, museum officials standing around making sure that uh, no one touched it and nothing untoward happened to oh. it. And I was saying to them... Um, uh, you do realise I dug this up with a spade <laughs> <laughs> and then balanced on top of a rock to take a picture of it and they're saying, please don't tell us that. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's a sign of how absolutely special it is, isn't it? That they wouldn't even let you touch yeah. it again. So well done, you. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Thank you. I mean, they did eventually. They said, oh, you've got to put gloves on. Yes. Um, but you can touch it one last time you can hold it so i did oh that's good very special that's good well done you wow so nothing really is gonna top that for a while but i'm excited to see what else you're gonna find (laughs) yeah (laughs) um on the on the flip side we always ask what a person's weirdest or oddest item is that they've found something you've just been a bit like what was that doing here have you got any stories like that Oh, I, I dug up another detectorist's uh, rubbish once and I thought I'd found a hoard and I kept digging and thinking, what is all this? And it was actually rubbish, but uh, I suppose the detectorist must have been there, um, didn't want to take all their, um, their junk that they'd found uh, home with them and, and buried it in another hole. <laughs> and it was really annoying because I thought I'd found something interesting. Oh my no. goodness. Well, there you go, folks. That's an example. <laughs> Always take your rubbish away with you. <laughs> Do not dig it in a hole. Makes it appear someone think they found a hoard. <laughs> no, <laughs> makes someone think yeah. they found something amazing. Well, that's a good one. I like that one. Okay, so we're going to move on to now to um, history specifics. So when you're out and about, or even just in general, cannot be linked to your finds or linked to your finds. Um, which is your favourite history era for you, Buffy? I love finding um, hammered coins, uh, medieval hammered coins, um, anything really from um, like the 1100s up to 1500s. I just, I really 
I don't I don't know how many other people feel like this, but I just I love the writing on them. It's um yeah. it's it's it feels so special to me and it feels so old. I mean, I know it is so old, but it's amazing <laughs> to look at it and, and think of that other time and and, and how mm. people and, and dressed and and the language how it's evolved in society and the rules and uh, what was important to them at the time which we wouldn't even think about now and and how everything sounded then as well mm. uh, you know no, no sounds of airplanes or traffic or anything and uh, and when you find a crotal bell and and to think that um, you know those could have been some of the only sounds uh, the sounds of bells going there was nothing else was there there was no cars going past or mobile phones or televisions yeah. or yeah music I often think about the smells of the time I've never really thought about the sounds so I love that you just said that I'll do that now as well I, yeah I often think like when you're walking sort of um I'm Hampshire away, so I'll be walking through Winchester, very, very historical town, obviously, or city. Um, and then, yeah, I'll often think, wow, just think what it was like at that time, yeah. obviously, with the horses and the muck everywhere and people just yeah. literally lobbing the muck everywhere, their own personal muck everywhere. I think I've yeah, found this quite a lot from right. being um, autistic um, and how much sounds affect me um, and my everyday life um, and the two... Mm. Be in a time where there wasn't all of that noise pollution must have been wonderful. <laughs> it must have been so much better for mm, your your head yes. not to be constantly bombarded with bleeps and roars and yeah, it must have been must have been quite nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pings and bongs and yeah, I'm I'm taking full advantage of the different settings on my mobile phone. I've got one of those fruity type mobile phones. Um, and yeah, I finally discovered the focus settings on there. So yeah. I can turn all that yeah. off and it's bliss. It really Very is true. bliss. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Modern life. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And um I've I've got um ADHD, so I'm very much if I'm into something and then yeah. something pings and distracts me. You know, that would totally take me out of my rhythm, and it it's very hard well, for me to get back into Which is why I don't like then, being so, yeah. in um, groups on, on like Facebook or, or WhatsApp very much. I mean, I like it because of the social aspect, and I love speaking to people and and sharing information and being part of the group. But the the constant bings and bongs and um, going off, uh, uh, it's, I just I. I get too drawn in and people say, oh, we'll turn off the notifications and yeah, that's fine. But I still know the notifications are coming up, even though I can't hear them. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, yeah, it has to come out of those things. Otherwise uh, I get very drawn in and very distracted. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, okay, so that's fascinating. So does your favourite monarch or emperor link into a similar time period? I've got lots. I mean, I, uh, there, there's something interesting about all of them, I think, but um, possibly uh, Elizabeth I, um, because of all the, the, the changes she made. And I mean, mm. she was such, she's such an icon, isn't she, for, for women? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just yeah, amazing. That yeah, that particular time, I think yeah, Elizabeth the first. But um, I think any of the women uh, in that time, they had all the, they had such additional pressures being a woman. 
um, and, and to stand up and, and, and fight for what they did and, and do what they did was, uh, yeah. Have you found some Elizabeth Hammonds? Uh, yeah, they're, they're not brilliant. Uh, they're, they're not um, the best ever that I've seen. You see so many uh, that pop up on the internet that, that look amazing. Um, but I do have a, a Mary coin, which is, is very good. Um, but no, you have a Mary. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very nice actually. Um, but no, all the Elizabeths, is, I, I'd love to find one which has got a really, really nice clear imprint on it. But uh, most of mine are just a bit smudged. Wow, I'm very jealous of your Mary. I think we all want a Mary. <laughs> it's, it's a very good one. It looks just like something out of Sphinx. Lovely. So where you are and where you go, there is it's a nice high history area, and you obviously get a vast range of finds where you are which is fantastic that's good to hear well the northwest isn't actually the best obviously as we all know the uh, the, the south and the southeast and the southwest are, are, are better um so when we do find a hammered coin up this way um it's you know a great cause of celebration <laughs> yes. if you go to somewhere like suffolk and and you find uh two hammered coins in a in a, in a day you know as a, as a minimum it's um yeah, it's, it's it's quite normal, isn't it? You see people that live that way. Oh, another hammered coin. Or, yeah. Or people um, finding fibulas. I'd love to find a fibula or a stator. I mean, just to see one, I'd just absolutely love to see a, a gold stator. Yes. Um, how do you go about getting your permission, securing your permission? So this is kind of like an educational piece to sort of let other detectorists know perhaps good ways about trying to get permission. Mostly around here, we would just go up to a farmer and ask them, but it's, uh, it's not all that successful. Um, we went to one farm um, mm. and we always get really, really nervous about it because some people, are, they're, they're, well, they're very defensive and they, they don't want you on their land, which is fine. You know, it's their land. You, you uh, can't tell them how to feel about people walking onto their farm um, and it's their private property. So, uh, you know, that is their right. Yeah. Um, so we get we get really nervous and we're saying, you ask me, you ask, you ask. <laughs> and we sort of walk up. Um, and this one guy um, saw us walking towards his house and he turned up on his quad bike. Um, but he wasn't sat on it. He was like stood up on it with his dog on the back and he had oh, a right. gun um, strapped at the back as well. And like, what do you want? Oh, <laughs> said, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> just coming to ask him. Uh, um, we're we're um, uh, keen historians and amateur metal detectorists. And we, we live just around the corner. We we're just wondering whether you would mind giving us permission to check on your land. And he's like, no, no, no. And then he sort of calmed down and he said, oh, but uh, thank you for coming to ask because my pe- most people don't even ask. And I think that was the problem that people mm. had been on there and not asked um and um you know that upset him yeah um but he said yeah he's grateful for us asking but um, no thank you um but other people have been uh one lady she's uh we knocked on the door and, and told her why we were there and she's oh lovely come in i found some old coins come sit oh, down have a cup of tea and lovely. that was brilliant yeah <laughs> Um, but it's it's much easier if you if you know someone or at least they know you. Yes. Um, and uh, we've also been told that once you're actually on a permission, um, farmers talk to the other neighbouring farmers and and they they know you're there, so you might be more likely to get on um, adjoining fields or, or neighbouring fields if you're 
uh, a good respectable detectorist yes. um, uh, it hits all the rules and, 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 and laws and do it all properly then you're much more likely to to get another permission yeah by word of mouth that's key um, but it is very difficult and it's really scary going to ask <laughs> <laughs> because of people's reactions it um, is but you can understand it I mean you wouldn't want somebody in your back garden that you didn't know or coming into your your or your home or not your home but you know your, your land that you had no idea who they are mm. land that they own that they've bought or they've got a mortgage on uh, which they care a lot about good advice i like that yeah you're you're very right and obviously they do experience a lot of problems uh, with night hawkers as you say but then you know poachers people with letting their dogs roam you know around sheep and stuff they do deal with yeah, it a lot yeah. so yeah yeah definitely okay so we're going to move on to the bucket list section now so i think we've uh we've got some cogs turning in the part of our conversation so what item are you really looking for on your own personal bucket list um probably a saxon find of some sort i would just absolutely yeah. love to see uh, one of those little Saxon coin faces. And they, it would just be so exciting to see something so old. Um, it would yes. be a real yes. privilege to find something um, like that. It, yeah, it would just it would blow my mind. And apart from that, um, a stator. Um, and it's, it's not because these items uh, can be very valuable. It's not that at all. I'm, I'm just really interested in, in how old they are. Um, and the fact that they've been lying in the ground for, for that long, it's just incredible. And people walk on top of it and the land being plowed and mm. animals walking over it and, and they survive and, and you pick them up maybe a thousand years later. It's just, yeah, I, I love it. Mm. The first person to touch it again. That's always wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, it's just, just the fact that it's just so old and you, you're holding it in your hand, you know, against your skin. It's just, oh, yeah, that's chills. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and also um, a, a fibula of some sort, Roman, yeah, um, or any kind of a Saxon brooch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, again, so in Saxon. Yeah, that would be amazing. All good choices, and all also on my personal list. <laughs> oh. So I'm right there with you. What's on your list then? Oh, on my list. So yeah, I would want to find a Saxon coin, a stator, any bit of gold. I've not found found gold yet. I have found a Roman fibula, a very early one, a Colchester 1 AD fibula. That was an amazing Ooh. day when that fell out the cod. That was just unbelievable. Um, yeah. But to be honest, I just love everything I find that's not trash. Yeah, I do. Even if it's I um, like, an old, like a certain type of um, button, a military button, I love to just clean it up yeah. and research it and... Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm really excited for my my gold dance whenever that happens. I didn't ask you actually. Did you do oh. a gold dance when you found your first gold, whatever your first gold was? I did. Well, my first gold was my uh, little gold bookmark. Oh, that was your first. That was my first gold find. Yeah. Um, wow, Buffy. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did do a dance, but. Um, my husband Ian was walking over to me from the other field and I was doing a dance. <laughs> but he, <laughs> he wouldn't look at me because he was so filled with uh, with jealousy <laughs> and me <laughs> that I found this thing that he, he just he wouldn't look, he wouldn't acknowledge my gold dance, so um no one no one ever saw it. <laughs> Thank oh. God. <laughs> 
Well, we all bow to you and acknowledge your your uh, gold oh, well, answer, there, Murphy. <laughs> you you. deserve your gold answer and earned it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we have our ultimate bucket list list. So each week our guests choose one item to place on the ultimate bucket list list for new and old detectorists alike. Um, and it's something I can research and put on as an um, and it helps people sort of formulate a list. If they hadn't thought of that item before, maybe it will get the cogs turn and go, actually, yeah, I'd like to find one of those too. So Buffy, what item would you like to place on our ultimate bucket list list? Um, I'd like to find something like... Uh, the treasure from uh, Sutton Who. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like She's some... gone big, everybody. She's gone big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some gold filigree, uh, some uh, gems in, in uh, yeah, gem encrusted. Yeah, stick that Saxon on the gold. ultimate bucket list. Right, okay. <laughs> I never expect to find anything like that, but uh, yeah, <laughs> ultimate bucket list. Put that on. Uh, and again, not not for the value, just because it's so pretty and so intricate and um, just amazing to to think that they would have made that uh, with, without any of the technology that they have these days. And and. Uh, Maybe we shouldn't be completely amazed that they 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 made it, but I just I just am, and I, I love to think of them um, people, you know, all that time ago making these things. Mm, you're right, the detail and the, the quality yeah. it reemerges, yeah. and yeah, it's just yeah. wow, that ultimate wow factor. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good. And you mentioned Sutton Who as well. So I shall mention more about the Sutton Who in the extras episode. Thank you very much. So we're coming to the end of the main section now, Buffy. Is there anything you'd like to promote? You mentioned you were on a t- TV show. Anything coming up in the future you'd like to promote at all? It's Digging for Treasure on Channel 5. Um, and I'm on episode 3 if anybody's interested. <laughs> you can see me crying when I, when I hold my find again. <laughs> oh, Bless. Such a special thing, such a special moment. I yeah. do not blame you. Yeah, I think I might cry actually. Yeah, a tear might come when I find my first gold in amongst my gold ants. That's uh, so overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, Buffy, thank you so much for coming on to the Detecting History podcast and sharing your amazing story. So interesting talking to you. Really enjoyed it thank today. You. And I hope that when we go around to the second season, we'll get you on again and see see what else you've found. I've, I've got a feeling. Feeling. You'll right, soon yeah, be finding your status and your Saxon oh, bits and really pieces. So. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, Buffy. <laughs> Take care. Thank you. Thank you. There you go, everyone. That was Buffy Winship Bailey. Um, and Buffy was on the program Digging for Treasure with Dan Walker, Michaela Strachan, amongst other people. You can find that show on my five season one episode three so you'll be able to see the lovely gold book which was thought to be the end of a silk bookmark from around the 15th to early 16th century in all its glory it really is beautiful so if you didn't see in midweek there was an extra episode that appeared on your podcast player we are now moving to two episodes a week so on a wednesday you'll get the podcast Uh, extras episode where you'll hear about our guest perfect detecting day as well as more information about the item that our guests placed on the ultimate detecting bucket list list so don't forget we have a patreon so go to patreon.com detecting history podcast and you can get hold of the episodes 
earlier than anyone else, as well as some other exclusive uh, bits and pieces that you can find on Patreon. And we have our shop, so etsy.com forward slash detecting history pod for some merch and some t-shirts and all that good stuff. I look forward to speaking to you throughout the week on Instagram and catch you next time. Mm-hmm.